You're listening to After The Jack, a McPherson Media Group production. Hello and welcome back to After The Jack. Uh, I'm your host, Tyler Ma. I hope you had a great Christmas. And with me in the studio, I have to my right, Brian Nisbet. Brian, welcome. Yes, uh, thanks very much, Tyler. Welcome back to you and to the other panellists today. And yes, on my left, Ash Williamson. Ash, how's your Christmas break? Yeah, very quiet. Thanks, Tyler. Looking forward to getting back into the bowl seasons. Greetings to everyone. Hope it's a great new year, much more positive than last year. And for the first time since the first episode, Dave Hardy's back in the studio. Dave, how you doing? Thanks, Tyler, and uh, a very happy new year to all the listeners and viewers of this program. Certainly. Now, Ash, uh, I think you wanted to kick off with something uh, for this episode back? Yeah, it's a, again, it's a bit of a sombre note to kick off the first program or first podcast of the new year, but um, the Goulburn Valley Bowls community lost a very uh, dear contributor to a couple of clubs and the association in general in Noel Dobson. So um, very sad loss, uh, passed away in recent days. Great contributor to the East Shepparton and Shepparton Park Bowls Clubs over many years. And uh, Brian's just going to talk a little bit about Noel Dobson's, um, affectionately known as Dobbo to, to those who knew him, um, his contribution to bowls in this region. A very sad loss indeed. Yeah, thanks very much, Ash. Yes, uh, I joined East Shepparton in 1995, 95 uh, season, and... The president then was Dennis O'Connor, former station master at, at Shepparton, and Noel succeeded him in my second year at the club. And I think he did. He may have done, may have only done twelve months, and then, and then I, uh, I was vice president. Got right into it at an early age, and uh, he was my mentor. Really, when I took on the president's job. Uh, I think he had a few business commitments and all that, and I was working in the bank, but he was a great, one of the best presidents uh, I've had the pleasure to uh, be involved with. He He's very good at chairing meetings and, and getting the job done. Uh, he had a good knowledge of uh, business and bowls and and the uh, Shepparton in general, the community and everything. Well, it was certainly something that uh, ran in the family. His father was Travis Dobson, who was a great administrator at Shepparton United Football Club, and obviously his brothers, uh, Jeff and Ray, are big in business as well. Jeff being a, a former mayor of Greater Shepparton and, and Ray having um, business interests as well. So it was something that they were all very, very talented at, that administrative side of organisations or community groups that they were involved in. Certainly, and I think Noel was president of Maroopna Football Club too. He, he was. Yep. He was president for two years and he was instrumental in Chris Smith, getting Chris Smith up here. And yep. They won two flags in yep. uh, 84 and 85, I think. Yeah, still their last two premierships as well, Maroopna. And he was uh, a great acquisition to Maroopna. Uh, Maroopna really turned the corner. Yeah. And he was also uh, a very good bowler. He was one of the best bowlers out at East. I don't know if he um, won any singles, but he... A left-hander, a very competitive uh, bowler, and he um, he always he, he mainly played third, but I believe he skipped. I can remember him skipping one season out there, and there were some good skippers out of East at the time in Les Cumming, uh, 
Bernie Dreer was out there, Joe Nez, Kenny McIntyre, who played at uh, Shep Golf as well, and uh, and at Shepparton on the Lake. And uh, yeah, Noel, I, Noel was in the top half a dozen bowls at the club, and he won a lot of. I think they won the GV fours with uh, he did with Les Cumming and Stan Pregnall. I think Brian Hardy might have been with him in that. Well, that might have been yeah, when he... Yeah. He then moved to Park. I don't know. I think there may have been a bit of a, a row out. It's not hard to have an argument in a bowling club. <laughs> um, I had four terms as president there and I I got sick of the politics and went to, I went to Shep on the lake for a season to get away from the selectors and um, a few other... So, Noel, I can understand. Um, I didn't really debate the issue with him, but... I remember him as a great leader, a very good bowler, a good community man, and condolences to Margot, who Margot Dobson and the girls. I never had the pleasure of meeting the, the his daughters, who were very oh, hockey stars. Yeah, Louise and Christine represented Australia, and, and Pauline as well. Yeah, but um, I just like to see, yeah send my condolences and all bowlers' condolences, and Vale Noel Dobson. I think he also was uh, skip of the uh, rink of the year under Cole Power at Chip Park. He played third to Cole Power and Donnie Dickerson led and uh, Jeff Boyle might have been second, I think. And, and certainly one of his great legacies, I think, in bowls in this region, particularly at East Shepparton. Dave, you could maybe touch a bit on this. Um, he was instrumental in East Shepparton's relocation from the old tip site, which is sort of around about where Bunnings is now, or the old Bunnings is on Benalla Road there, to their current home on Zerkus Lane, which was a massive um, relocation and that land acquisition. You know, you think about what they've been able to achieve in recent years with building the extra um, undercover green. That's certainly one of Noel Dobson's great legacies to bowls in this region and will continue on for, for many decades to come, Dave. Yeah, he was instrumental in getting that land and uh, I uh, watched Noel work in operation. Uh, he, he had a, an orchard at uh, Dobson Estate, is, is now called, and the council wouldn't give him a permit to, uh, to uh, subdivide it. So I said to Noel, get on to council and you can uh, do it yourself. He did that and became Shire President and the land became Dobson Estate. So he was a very, uh, very, a very good man in, uh, and when he realised that uh, there was a bit of land down Circus Lane that uh, could be a bit better than the, uh, the old tip site, um, he, he uh, instrumental in uh, uh, purchasing that and uh, East Shepherd formed. Yeah, so likewise, we um, we par- just again, we pass on our condolences to Margot Dobson, uh, Louise, Christine and Pauline and the uh, the wider Dobson family, Jeff Ray as well, on the passing of Noel Dobson. And uh, certainly this Friday night, East Shepparton and Shepparton Park are playing their Division 2 game um, at night time. Uh, and no doubt uh, there'll be black armbands probably worn in his memory, yeah. two clubs that he made a great contribution to. Um, and there'll be plenty of, um, you know, uh, memories shared about Noel Dobson's life and his contribution to bowls in the region. There certainly will be, and uh, thanks very much, Ash, for um, bringing up that about he was instrumental in, and to use one of Dave's words, in um, the the purchase of um, Mr Hanlon's uh, orchard of nine acres where the current East Shepparton site is. And we uh, sold the um, the old. It was the old tip site. I think we paid twenty five thousand dollars for it in nineteen seventy. 
and we sold it for six hundred and fifty. So the club did fairly well out of that day. Yeah, they did. Must have been yeah. a good negotiator. Yeah, good negotiator, but uh, <laughs> I think the land developer sold it later on for a million to Bunnings. So <laughs> it's always a middleman, mate. Yeah, but yeah. anyway, that's that's transgressing, and also just uh, with another, I'd like to just send condolences out to um, Lorraine Henderson who lost her uh, mother-in-law in uh, Nancy Henderson. Um, Past president um, Ray, who was deceased uh, a few years back, mm. sadly, and she was a lovely lady, and I had the pleasure of playing with Ray's uh, father as well, Gil, who was uh, Nancy's husband. And you wouldn't meet a, um, you can see where Ray got his um, decorum and manners and all that, and his uh, general community spirit and everything. Um, the great, great members. Nancy was a big. Um, was one of the ladies who worked hard in the kitchen behind the scenes at the old East Shepparton site when I joined, and uh, yeah, I remember remember her fondly as a very nice, as a very nice lady, and have fond memories of Gil and, of course, their son Ray. So, condole, fail Nancy Henderson, and a marvellous man Ray was at Chep East, a marvellous man, and my condolences to the Henderson family who I knew well. Hear, hear. Yep. All right, let's roll into some uh, some bowls. So we'll quickly go back over the results from the last um, Saturday pennant round before Christmas. I know it was uh, about three weeks ago now, so I'll quickly just run through each division and the results from those games. So in Division 6, Shepparton Park defeated Nagandi by two shots. Hilltop defeated Avenal with a clean sweep, um, and Rushworth defeated Marupna uh, by forfeit, it looks like. Division 5, the winners were Marupna Golf over Dukey, Tatura Hilltop Red over Stanhope, uh, Taligarupna over Yaroa, and Colbanabin over Tatura Hilltop Blue. Division 4, the winners there were Merrigan in a tight one by four shots against Seymour, Kybram uh, beat Yaroa, East Shepherd and Lime beat Shepherd and Park by seven shots, East Shepherd and Pink defeated Shep Golf by nine, uh, Avenal beat Tatura Hilltop, and Murchison defeated Stanhope. In Division 3, Tatura Hilltop defeated Taligarupna. Uh, Marupna Golf beat Dukey in a tight one by seven shots. Seymour was far too good for Marupna, another big win at home. And Shepherd and Golf defeated Shepherd and Park by one shot, and that match came down to the very last end. So Shepherd and Park's had a few tight losses in Division 3, and as a result, are winless on the bottom of the table. Division 2, uh, Shepherd and Golf, the Premiership favourites, were too good for Shepherd and Park. East Shepherd and defeated Rushworth by 10 shots. Marupna clean swept Nagambi at Nagambi. Good result there. And Tatura Hilltop beat Kyabram in a bit of a minor upset by seven shots. Moving on to the final Division One round uh, before Christmas. Uh, Shepherd and Park snuck over the line against Tatura Hilltop by five shots, 16-2. Uh, Yaroa lost to Stanhope by 10 shots at home, 15-3. East Shepparton, big result against Kyabram to keep their finals hopes alive, 1496-475. to And probably a bit of a surprise here. We thought this one might have been a little bit closer, but Shepparton Golf continued on their merry way, unbeaten at Christmas, six wins and a washout draw uh, or a heat-out 
draw, sorry. 18-118, swept Tally Garupna at home, 0-72. So as a result, we'll just quickly go through the Div 1 ladder. Shep goal first, 111 points, 40 points clear of Shep Park in second. Now the log jam starts from second down to sixth. So we've got Shep Park second, 71. Kybram third, 66. Tally Garupna fourth, 65. Tat Hill top fifth, 63. Eshep 57, keeping their uh, in touch with the four. Stanhope are seventh on 49, and bringing up the rear is Yaroa on 22 with a bit of work to do to avoid relegation. So that was the last round before Christmas, Brian. Yeah, I was just going to – I went through, I've got uh, the rink points, which I think is important when we're halfway through the season. Yep. Uh, And after the first round – this is including uh, there's eight points awarded with the um, the two non when we had the heated out one. Yep, and and the rain, the rain effect. Oh, it was only it was only the the rain affected one, wasn't that? No, the heat, the heat, the yeah, heat, yeah. Because the div one played through. Yeah, there's only four points to be added on. Yep. Uh, golf got forty six ring points. Mm-hmm. Shep Golf Kai got thirty one. Tally 30, Tad Hill top 28, Shep Park 26, they're second on the ladder, yet they're fifth on ring points. Yeah, interesting. Stan Aper got 24, East 22, and Yaroa 17. Yeah, it makes for interesting reading. And just looking at the shot differences, you know, Shep Park second with a shot difference of minus 35, and you look at Tad Hill top's fifth, you know, they're in the positive on five. That's probably reflective of a couple of the, the, the two losses that Shep Parks had on grass to Tat uh, to Tally and Shep Golf were probably by a combined 100 shots, I think, maybe a little bit more. So it's certainly going to be tight from second down, you would say, Shep Golf's on their way to another minor premiership. Yes, and I might as well include this now. I went through, we've uh, had a few quiet moments over the break. <laughs> And uh, probably Christmas Day or the day after, Boxing Day, I compiled this. This is my forecast. This is the final ladder in Division 1. Mm-hmm. Golf 217. Tally 151 second. Kai 148 third. Park 129 fourth. Hilltop 120. Tat Hilltop 125 fifth. East 125. So they're only four points behind Park. Stanhope, 75, and Yaroa, 38. So you've got fourth, uh, fifth and sixth on the same points, correct? Yes. Oh, okay. Four be... points behind fourth. Yeah, right. Now, it was certainly going to be a lot yeah. Um Tally, you've got them still finishing second. Yep, that'll be interesting when we preview this week's round because obviously seven rounds left, so you're probably giving them, what, five out of the last seven to win? Four, yeah, I've four got, or five. I've got Telly here. Uh, what have I got on? Yeah, I've got them one, two, three, four wins in a row. Yep. A loss, a win, and another loss. Okay. Yep. So it'll certainly be interesting. Um, yep. It's it's good to see, Dave, that there's a bit of competition. Sort of obviously, Shep golf's the benchmark again, but below that, anyone can sort of beat anyone on their day. Yeah. Well, uh, if you look at it, I think a lot of us tipped. Uh, we tipped Hill uh, Tally uh, Tally Group and it beat Hilltop in the first round, and look what happened. Mm. Um, I don't know why I'd changed my vote this week, but I have, 
Um, and Hilltop have, have got stronger since uh, Hilltop were very, very good against us at Shep Park last week. Last yeah, game. yeah. Look, um, you know, it was a big win for Shep Park at home. They needed to have that one, I think, to um, sort of just keep their season ticking over. Because certainly, or from my point of view, and speaking a little bit to Lee Farrell after the game, you know, um, we're under no illusions as to. Um, you know, they they probably had four players out that day. They um, Jock Hicks is su- supposed to be coming down from Darwin from now. So Tin- Tinning was out. Jared Tinning was out. Russell Locke played Division Two, so their availability is a bit dependent on their work. Um, and there was someone else they mentioned as well. Or potentially Dave Townsend from Stanhope might be one that's moved over to, to Hilltop as well. So they've certainly got options there. And you look at who was in their Division Two. Um, Ash McDonnell started the year in Division One. John Atwood's grandson, so he's one that could push up there. The day that we played him, Andrew Cross had started the year in Division 2, so certainly, um, talking to Lee, he's sort of going to get a squad together, or a, a list of about sort of 18 to 20 names, and sort of um, that's going to be the mix that he's going to rely on for the rest of this year, and I dare say when we play them over there in the last round before finals, they'll have a totally different mix compared to what we played. And they've, they've got a bit of depth now. Yes. They've got depth uh, from the amalgamation of the two clubs. Yeah, yeah, and you know, you look at the options they've got if, you know, with Jock, he could play anywhere from skip to, say, second. Yep, um, yep. You know, David Cartwright's got um, – he, he, he could potentially have his son playing third to win by the end of the year, the way yep, that he's yep. he's improving at the moment. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Certainly, I think they're the one that might be have a little bit more improvement left in them in terms of their overall squad. Um, Shep Golf will just keep doing what they're doing. Tally, I'm, I'm not not quite sure about them. We'll talk a, a little bit about them when we preview this week's round. Um, and then our guys, you know, whether we've got much to bring in or whether we're, we're not really missing anyone at Shep Park, so whether we just um, go with what we've got for now. But I certainly think Tat, Tat Hilltop might be the one on the up. Certainly. I've done a report card uh, for tomorrow's paper. It's, uh, well, it's... It'll be certainly uh, today's paper by the time people listen to the show. But, uh, yes, I've, uh, I've golf. Look, golf has always been dominant across this five, um, five peep, but, gee, they haven't looked quite as invincible as they have at the moment. In, even in such an even season, mm. they, they just really haven't been challenged. I mean, Stanhope got close uh, you know, a little bit. Um, Park was in front at, or close at half time. Like, it's, mm. it's something that... Um, you know, obviously the the season is very even, and, and come finals, um, you know anything can happen. But they just look very, very, very good to go back to back to back to back to back. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you, you say that, and you still look at the latter six six wins and a and a heat out draw sort of thing, and. You know, um, it might look like that they, they they might be in cruise control a little bit, but this is the time of year now where you expect them to really nail down their combinations and go fair dinkum for the rest of the year, whereas, you know, they just ease their way into the season and do enough to, to win those games. And certainly they would have taken a heap out of that clean sweep of tally. Mm. That's, that was a huge result. I would never have expected it to be a sweep. I, I expected Shep Golf to win, but not in that manner, Brian. No, I, I definitely thought it would be a... Probably twelve shots in it, and well, I did very. Um, I stuck my neck out. I I did predict that Chip Park would lose one match on the carpet, and then I went for Hilltop, and they proved me. Um, I should have stuck with Park. Yeah, I'm eating a too bit good, of humble pie at this stage of the season, Brian. After and having Park or uh, well, second last, I think in my first uh, preview, I picked Kai uh, to beat East. 
But um, and I went for your row out of the beach stand up, so I finished with one out of four. Yeah, you fly it. Uh, so I've given golf uh, obviously an A, and I've given Park an A as well. I think even though they've um, struggled away from home, uh, mm. you know, it wins a win no matter where it comes. Yeah, um, yeah. Certainly. Kai Abram a B, Tally Grootner a B minus. Uh, Probably because where we expected them to be and where they are. Fair, yep. Tat a B and East a B minus. Stanhope, I've uh, whacked a D. I just think with uh, the squad they've got, they uh, need to be showing a bit more. There's mm. probably a time where valiant losses become, um, you know, enough, and uh, you've you've got to push on to 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 you know, actually turn them into wins. And as I've written in the report card, I, I think they'll do it this year, whether it's the back end of this season or the start of next season. Remains to be seen, but I, I think uh, they'll have a very good year this year. And Euroa E minus, uh, I have lost the uh, the F stamp, but um, I think they've uh, they've battled hard, Euroa, and uh, they 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 they're under no illusions. They know it's it's tough, yeah. Um, but they're also not, um, you know, they're not going to go down without a fight. And um, yeah, so that's uh, available to read online as you're listening now. Yeah, well, certainly, I guess given you've got to. Um be aware of the expectations you probably had for a side like your rower. Um, as you said, they were under no illusions as to the challenges that would be to avoid relegation this year. And Stanhope's probably a fair one as well, given they were last year's preliminary finalists and were went very close to sneaking into the grand final from fourth. Um, and, you know, they do have a good mix of youth and experience. Um but, yeah, there's, there's a couple of interesting changes to their side this week, which we'll touch on when we preview this week's round. Um, so it'll be interesting to see whether Stanhope can pick up in the second half of the year. And a small club like Euroa can't afford to lose three that they did lose yep. uh, and, and have only gained one, who was a lovely bloke. Uh, I've organised him to do a podcast, but you'll need an, an interpreter. <laughs> Andy Houston. Yeah, so, um, yeah, it, 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 look, it's great that Bowles is back. And, um, Brian, you, you've got the next uh, the next little discussion point. We certainly will. We'll thank our sponsors first. <laughs> After the Jack is brought to you by the Shepherd and Bowl Shop. For all your lawn bowling needs, visit Lee and Chantel Wakenshaw at 101 Fry Street, Shepparton, or phone 5821-1556. All right, Brian, what have you got for us now? Well, I went to Yarrara and played in their pairs tournament and I've got a interview with Mark Stevens. Brian's been going out and getting interviews and recording yeah, them and bit a bit of open Brian here. Oh, this is uh this could be interesting. Uh all right, buckle in listeners, we'll see how we went. Roving Brian. I've got a special interview with none other than the secretary of the Yarrara Bowls Club and he has been secretary for a long long time. He um, relinquished the position this year, but he got back in when Kevin Milner became ill. And it is no other than Mark Stevens. Welcome to the show, Mark. Thanks very much, Brian, for having me. And I'd just like to wish Kevin all the best and hopefully he gets better very soon. Does a great job for the club, so we wish him all the best. Yes, we are um, all bowlers. Wish Kevin all the best. Hope he's back at the club and having a bowl soon. Uh, how'd your Christmas go, Mark? Yeah, really good, thanks, Brian. Very quiet. Uh, there's only mum and little daughter and my wife, but we had it at home at Euroa, a very quiet Christmas. But, uh, yeah, good. Yourself, how was yours? Yeah, mine was pretty good. I had my daughter come down from um, Thaguna and my son-in-law and little granddaughter is 21 
months old. She really enjoyed opening all the little presents. Um, you know, it's mainly for the, the kids to see the look on their faces and she's probably a bit young still, but yep. for what they know at 21 months these days, mate, we didn't... <laughs> I wouldn't have known that much at no, four. No, I know, mate. That's exactly right. Now, you row up, it's, um, you are struggling in the top division, Division 1. You're currently playing third for Mark Serini. Yeah, David Serini. David Serini, sorry. Yep. Um, and, look, you, you've been competitive uh, in uh, quite a few games, but you just can't um, nail a victory. Um, your effort against East Ship was pretty was commendable. Yeah, I think you're right. We were we were probably at one stage. I think we were 17 or 18 shots up against East Ship. But uh, considering we only that was, our, that was our first time on the carpet, I think we um, we, you know, we would have loved to have won. But we were pretty happy with that. Just to go down by five shots was was pretty good. And you won two rinks. Yeah, we won two for the day. One, two, lost two. Um, they were all pretty close, actually. From rem from remembering that day, I think there was. Uh, yeah, all under 10 shots, so uh, it was pretty tight right across the board. Well, their two best skippers that day, Beattie and Reiner, were both beaten, and the two guys who hadn't won a game, and Daniel Nichols and Ash Lawler got up. So yeah, exactly, yeah. We played Daniel. Daniel bowled very well. Um, and um, I just had a bit of a look at the other rink, and we seen Andy Houston uh, bowled fantastically. Uh, yeah, so... <laughs> But yeah, no, it would have, would have been nice to have won that one, but unfortunately we didn't, so, yeah. And can you tell us a bit about Andy Houston, your new bowler? Did he come from Karingal? That's correct, yeah, skipper up there. Um, very good bowler, yeah, very, very, very Do you know what bowler. division they're in? Uh, I don't. I think they were pretty high up, but I'm yeah, not sure. Yeah. No, he's a really good bowler, Andy, and it? Well, he's won. A, he's won a couple of games, so he's yeah. No, him and Tony have won two each. And, yeah, yeah. And Kenny's got one, and yep. poor old David. Um, yeah, you're playing third for Davey. He, he only lost by four last yeah, match. Yeah, I know. We were we were fairly fairly well up at Smoko too, and then the um, the momentum changed unfortunately, and we 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 went down by I think three in the end, three shots, but. Yeah, it's been hard to jag a win this year in Division 1, that's for sure. I think a lot of the teams uh, have really improved um, and maybe we have just haven't quite, you know, just haven't stayed sort of at the same standard, and which is a little frustrating. But anyway, we'll keep plugging away. Would you, do you think it's best for the club if you um, were playing in uh, Division 2 where you'd be more competitive? Oh, look, Brian, I think there's probably some blokes would see it that way and there's the others that probably want to play against the best. So, I mean, if you're in Division 1, you're playing against the best and I think that's what you've got to strive for. But there would be, I suppose, on the other hand, there's some that would probably want to win a few more games. So there's two ways of looking at it. I personally, I'd like to stay in Division 1. Um, although you lose and you're playing against the best and I think that's what you've got to aim for. Yeah, well, we had the same situation in the Gambia. I didn't play there last year, but... We were fairly competitive, but uh, except for the last season, we managed to hang in there. Yep. But um, we all wanted to strive and keep... Because once you go out of Division 1, it's hard to get back in. That's exactly right, Brian. And I noticed you've got a couple of young guys playing there yeah, today. Um, can you mention those? Yeah, I've got young Levi Drysdale. It's his first year uh, bowls, and he's really picked it up well. He's leading for Kenny Sutcliffe in Division 1. And we've got young Jordan. Uh, he's down... The lower division, and um, yeah, he's he's a good bowler as well. So 
It's good to see a few young ones up and about. Oh, there we go. Yeah, it was, we're down at Yarrow at their tournament here. There was a couple out on the rink next to us. Was that Ar Arbonaut, was it? Yeah, young Jordan and um, Levi, Levi Drystow. Okay, um, Arbonaut, where is he playing? In yeah, the ones? He's, no, he's down Division 5. Okay. And um, jo uh, sorry, Levi's leading for Kenny Sutcliffe in Division 1. And it's his first year, so uh, he's going to be a really good bowler. And where did Bill O'Connor finish up going to and, and um, Eric Salinger? Yeah, Eric's gone up north, up near Coffs Harbour Way, and Bill O'Connor has gone over to Bendigo. He's got his son living over there, Peter, so he's followed him over there to Bendigo. You don't know where he's playing? I don't know where he's playing, Brian. Uh, I'm not sure. Well, Peter's playing at White Hills. OK, well, possibly could be the same. No, he, well, he's not in their pennant side, but oh, okay. they played... Um, Matthew Flapper played against him for Strathfield Sale Division two okay. two weeks ago. Yep. Yep. So um he wasn't in the team then. So yeah. I've been I haven't seen him in any I've been looking around a bit yeah, division. All I know is he's but gone two, two good um Bill O'Connor was a, he would have won half his games in division one so, Absolutely. And yeah. um and Dave and uh, Eric. Eric was a yeah. a good competitor. Yeah, so that's a that's a, two big losses, but we've gained Andy. I mean Andy's um certainly a, a really classy bowler but yeah we just and what's Andy do for a crust Andy's retired at the moment so he's living he's a not that old is he no, he's 59 but he's living a life of luxury well he didn't old. look 59 to me I was <laughs> I might have to go to spec savers again mate <laughs> no he's only 59 Andy not 60 he's only a boy he's only a boy yeah so no he's uh, actually bought Wayne Tiller's house there's another one we lost Wayne Tiller he's where's Wayne going to the Mornington Mornington Peninsula He's here today, He's though. Here today, We're here at the yeah. tournament. You're He's there. actually playing with their pairs. He's playing with Andy. Yeah. And we've um, you bowl pretty well in, the, in both games, but we're 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 one and one as we do one this one, interview. I'll take that. I'll take that, Brian. One and one's not too bad. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you had to carry me all day. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. Yeah. Hopefully, I can um, resurrect, um, get a bit of form back, and it'd be nice to win three out of four. Yeah, it'd be good. Yeah. I suppose there'll be someone. There'll be obviously the winner will have four wins. I'd but say so. Yeah. And the Greens are very good here. Um, Confidence to Kenny Sutcliffe, and you've won. You've got the division. You got the midweek uh, grand final yeah, already, Edna, which is great. Edna Har Harling Shield, Harling. Edna Harling. Yeah, Edna Harling Shield. Yeah, Shield, so yeah. that's uh, that's going to be good for the club. So yeah, no, that's that's good. And um, the ladies have done a great job here, and. Uh, Putting on the scrumptious lunch and all—it's always great to come to your rower. Always enjoy it. Last year it was heated out, but um, the, you'll be hope, hope you can win a couple of games in the new year and avoid relegation. Then, well, we'll be certainly trying, Brian. Uh, yeah, so we've just got to hang in there, and um, you, you never know. So there's probably we'll probably say three three real winnable games that we've got a chance with. So yeah, we'll just see what happens. Have you? You've, have you skipped in any games in the ones? No, I haven't, no. You got any aspirations to skip? I would like to, yes. We'll just wait and see. I reckon you're a big chance in the new year because I All think right. you could do the job, mate. Thanks, Brian. Thanks for your vote of confidence. <laughs> no dramas. Well, look, I appreciate your time, Mark. Um, it's always good to have you on. And we wish you, Roa, and yourself all the best for the new year. And let's hope you can avoid relegation and stay in the uh, Premier League Division one in the Goulburn Valley. Thanks for your time. Thanks, Brian. Good on you, mate. Thanks a lot. After the Jack is brought to you by the Shepparton Bowl Shop. For all your lawn bowling needs, visit Lee and Chantel Wakenshaw at 101 Friar Street, Shepparton, 
or phone 5821 Gee, calling it the Premier League now, Brian, just uh, making things up on the fly. But no, that, that, that was good work, Brian. I enjoyed Outstanding. That. Yeah, did, did really well playing in a tournament with with Mark and uh, got him for an interview at the same time. How did you end up? You were one-on-one at lunch. How did you end up? Well, I hope the selectors uh, take notice that we won three out of four games. In the money? No, uh, it was. I think there was four four-game winners. I don't, we would have finished, oh, I don't know, 10th or something like that. Yep. Um, yeah, the one you boys got first and second. That was Kingy and Sticks. Graham King, yep. And runner-up was Peter Revel. Yep. Now, I can't recall who Peter played with, um, but they had a good contingent there. Yep. And uh, Tony Kingmer and Brian Diffie, who beat us in the first game, bowled very well. They finished third. Okay. Yeah, always a very good uh, car- or New Year's carnival, the Euroa yeah. tournament, isn't it, And the, even the back green looked oh, magnificent, the greens. Yep. And, you, and as you mentioned, um, the, the, the catering there is always magnificent, Dave. Tyler, I don't want you to uh, give Brian a swelled head. Look, the a hat won't fit on him now when you give <laughs> oh. him accolades. Of... Uh, it's all right. <laughs> no. he, must have, he must be pretty tired because he's not named this weekend uh, for Shep Park uh, after his efforts on the weekend. So, oh, No, I'm going to Mount Beauty with the, my wife to keep the peace, um, our annual pilgrimage up there. And just on Yaroa, I did that interview prior to selection and Mark Stevens has been... Promoted to skipper, and so I'd like to wish him all the best. He's a great guy to play with. Fantastic. His, his father, a spindle, was a great man, and mm. he's got spindles, bowls. You know what they got on them, don't you? A spindle. No, a pair of scissors. Uh, the barber. Ah, uh, yes. Yep. Yeah. Very, uh, very popular man around the the bowls community was Cole Cole Stevens. Was yeah, it? Cole, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, he was. He's a great man. But what back to what you said, Ashley? The Greens are very good at your other. They're they're. Uh, a one of the picks of the association. Yeah, and they're always in line to host big finals in the region and obviously, as you mentioned, hosting the Edna Harling Shield Grand Final again this year. So uh, they do a great job for a, for a small club out there at Euroa. Just enlighten me. Mm. Um, if Shep Golf win the flag, is it like the midweek bowls? If Shep Golf win the flag and their seconds win the flag, do they have two sides in Division One, or is that only midweek? We've actually discussed this, and uh, was it you, Brian, who predicted that they might have a second Division One side this year if they do manage to win Division Two, and your roll goes down? Well, as far as I'm aware, uh, it's across the board. Yep. They vo- it was voted in at a board meeting and the Goulburn Valley, and <laughs> if you win your division, you have to be promoted. Okay. And we and we did discuss as well how we thought Shep- if Shepparton and Gulf was to win it, how their second side would, would go in Division 1, and they'd probably win a handful of games, would yeah, you think? Yeah, for sure. But I'm against it because it causes dis- dissension in the club. Mm. Uh, you get a strong side and you get a weaker side, and the, the weaker side... Are, uh, Having a little bit of a mitch, a bone and moan, and uh, causes a bit of dissension. Look, I'm not for it. I believe you have one side needs competition in in all divisions. In my opinion, um, these Shep have got two in Division Four, Hilltop have got two in some. I think it's better off having one, uh, just one club playing in each division. 
Yeah, and I know, like obviously looking at the um, the midweek pennant, um, it's probably I think this is the third season in recent years that Chet Parks had two Division One sides, and what you find is it's hard to break the pattern. Um, so Shep Park would win Division 2 midweek and then put their second side up and then obviously clearly one side's better than the other and, and, and in recent occasions the second Shep Park side's just gone back down into Division 2 and then they win it again and go back up. So you find they're constantly flip-flopping. It might not be the case in the midweek this year and I don't think it would be the case if Shep Golf had a second Division one side, I think they'd be, you know, more than competitive. But you, as Dave said, you don't want that um, that dissension created within the club, and because the reality is, if, if a club's got two in the in the same grade, they're not going to generally not split evenly, are they? No, no. Like you're no, not, you, you, not. You wouldn't have you wouldn't have Brad Orr and David Dawes skipping in one Shep Park Div one side, and um, Chris Ferguson and. Um, Cole Power or something playing in the other one, you know, that's just not how it works. So Not unless you were uh, confident that you could make the top two by that way, which golf nearly could, I'd imagine. Yeah. But, and then and then how does that work then? Can, can If Shep um, Golf was then able to get both sides in, could they then pick their best 16 in one and, and do that? Or would they have to play a certain amount of games yeah. to lock into one? A certain amount of games to, to qualify, qualify yeah. Opens Pandora's yeah. box, I think, a yeah. little bit, sort I, of. I, yeah. I'm against it. Anyway, moving on to midweek uh, pennant preview for round nine, which uh, returns after the break this coming Tuesday. So we'll have a bit of a look at each division. Uh, in Division 5, Dookie's the early favourites to be the Premiers, followed by Avenal, Kyabram and Seymour in the top four, with Rushworth only one point outside the four. Yeroa, Katandra West and Colburn Abbott follow with some chance of making the finals um, with Marupna Golf, they're, they're on the bottom and probably out of contention. Brian's tips for round nine, Avenal, Katandra West, Dookie and Kyabram. Rushworth has the bye. Looking at Division 4, Nagambi's clearly the one to beat in Division 4, which we've touched on throughout the season with Shepparton Park, Rose, Merrigan and Tatura Hilltop uh, making up the top four. Murchison's one point out of the four um, and East Shepparton's three, uh, East Shepparton Green are three points Outside the four, so it's quite tight there in those lower spots in the finals there. Shepparton and Park, Plum and East Shepparton and Blue um, are in a bit of a fight for relegation. Brian's tips for round nine, Tatura Hilltop, Nagambi, East Shepparton, Green and Murchison. Division three, Parks decide to beat in Division three, followed by Stanhope, Marupna Golf and Yaroa. Marupna is only two points out of the four with Kybram, East Shepparton and Shepparton Golf following. Uh, Shepparton Golf's probably um, staring down the barrel of relegation at this stage. Brian's tips for round nine, Marupna, Shepparton Park, Kyabram and Marupna Golf. Division two, East is looking the goods there for the premiership in Division two and Promotion back in Division 1 with the likes of Stacey Collier, Marika Armstrong leading the way. Shepard and Golf second. Tatura Hill top red are third. Kybram fourth. Yaroa in fifth, uh, probably the only other one with a finals chance. The, the, they've sort of gapped the rest. Seymour, Avenal and Tat are in the relegation battle. Looking at Division 1, Seymour, the leaders are on top of Division 1, uh, making full advantage of their home, uh, their new home green down there uh, every second week or when, whenever they play at home. Kybram, Shepherd and Park Tan, Shep Golf make up the four. Marupna Golf and Tad Hilltop are also in the finals race. Uh, Shepherd and Park Golden Rushworth are next, and uh, Rushworth is looking at uh, trying to avoid finishing on the bottom. Tips for round nine: Tatura Hilltop, 
Shepparton and Park Gold, Seymour and Shepparton and Golf over Marupna Golf, Rushworth, Kai and Shepparton and Park Tan, respectively. So as we've talked about, Tyler, um, the Division 1 particularly has a lot of interest. Um, everyone's sort of been beating everyone in that first half of the year. It'll be interesting to see whether the form lines become a bit more consistent as sides start to settle their their combinations in the second half of the year. Yeah, you certainly saw it um, towards the end of uh, last year that the, the, the close ladder started to just split a little bit and mm. um, I did have a bit of a delve into it. And if Tad Hilltop um, wins this week, which they should, um, they should probably be um, the only one outside the four that can make it. Uh, I think if results fall the way that um, I, I think they would, Marupna Golf might find themselves out of the race. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also an interesting one um, in what could be the relegation battle, we'll probably see two pretty depleted sides. Um, Rushworth without Gene Sprague and Shepparton and Park Gold without a few players as well because it's State Champions Week next week. So um, yeah. there's a fair few Shep Park ladies heading down and Gene Sprague as well, and as well as Stacey Collier. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, so we'll touch on that obviously in our previews for this weekend. But, um, the, you know, those bowlers representing their club and, and the region uh, will be missing for sort of uh, this Saturday's round predominantly and next Tuesday as well. And just touching on Tat Hilltop in the midweek, um, they've sl- uh, slowly started to make the shift towards skipping men in their Tuesday side, which has sort of turned around their fortunes a little bit. Um, so it'll be interesting to see whether they continue with that formula to try and get back up into the top four as we approach finals, Brian. Yes, so moving right along. Round eight preview, Saturday pennant. Uh, Division six, Tatura Hilltop third play Shepparton Park fourth at Hilltop. This will be a tough contest with uh, Tad Hilltop at home to steal the points. Uh, Marupna Golf last play Seymour second and Golf to have a big win. That's Marupna Golf. Uh, sorry, I've got Golf to win in a big upset, it should be. Marupna Golf at home playing Seymour second. They yeah, get off their magic carpet. Yeah, mucked up, right? No, no, Marupna Golf will win this. There you are. There's the upset of the round. And Avonall fifth play, Rushy sixth in another tense battle. Avonall to scrape in. Division five sees Marupna Golf first take on the Tua Hilltop Red third at home. And led by Lee Wakenshaw's rink, they will account for the combine led by Andy Willerton's rink. Mm. Colbo 6 travels the Dukey, who are last and should get the win on form alone. Stanhope 4, first year old 5th, should be an even contest. With Stanhope securing a close win. Kai 7th played to Tura Hilltop 8th at Kai. This could go either way, but Kai at home to prevail. Division 4... Park 11th played Murchison 9th and on the carpet Shep Park to win. Tatura Hilltop 3rd played Stanhope 10th should see Tad Hilltop notch another victory. East Pink 8th versus Avonall 2nd. Pink have shown improved form recently and in an upset East on their carpet to get up. Merrigan 5th versus Shep Golf 12th in a match Merrigan should win to gain valuable points and press for a final spot. Yaroa fourth play Seymour seventh. Brian Diffie and Lindsay Cocking's rinks have been solid for Yaroa and will be the key to them beating Seymour and staying in the top four. My tip, Yaroa. East Lime sixth first, Kai first. This will be a game Kai 
should win on form, but East Lyme on their favourite carpet will cause a big upset and win this to stay in the finals race. Great, great, great ladder in Division 4, just looking down. So you've got Taturia Hilltop in third on 69 points and Shepherd and Goldfield bottom on 48. So that's 21 points. That's like a game and a bit. You know, even if you look at Shep Park, who was second bottom on 50, they're only 19 points out, out off, you know, off being third. I so, believe it's a bigger comp too, isn't it? There's yeah, more than yeah, yeah, so there's about 12. 12, solids. yeah. So great, great evenness and certainly if, as you've – Called a couple of upsets there that can really shape the ladder in a in a quick in a heartbeat really. Yeah, I think I ship well on their carpet. They, I'm predicting I win both their games, the lime and the pinks. Pink division three. Tally fifth visit Shep Park last, and Park are overdue from win, losing four games for a combined total of ten shots. On the carpet, Park will be given the opportunity to gain a victory. And led by Murray Phillips Rink, I predict a win by two shots. No Nisbet, no worries. Yeah, they won't miss me. <laughs> Fourteen four. Bev Kale's taking me place, so I've got a good substitute. Uh, we'll win 14-4 over Tally, despite Tally's leading skip in Tom the Chief Goodwin's best effort. Well, he, he's up in the ones, I think, this week. I haven't seen Tally's yeah, side. He's up, he's up in the ones. I'll bring it up for you right now, but I'm pretty well, sure. Terry Lee White's best ring. Yeah, yep. Uh, Seymour second play, Hilltop fourth on their magic carpet, and it's difficult to see them failing at home. Led by Max Hammond's rink with Bobby Robbie Baldwin as his third. They've taken all before them so far. They've had a loss, but apart from that, and Tad Hilltop will rely heavily on Merv Knight's undefeated rink to steer them to an unlikely victory. Prediction Seymour 16 2 by 40 shots. Marupna 7 travel the Dookie who are 6th. With both desperate, another win, and this time Dookie through Bobby Nicholson's rink will guide them across the line. Bob McKenzie's rink from Marupna will endeavour to get them home, but I predict Dookie 14 4 by 16 shots. Well, Move Knight's up in the 2s uh, as well, so. Merv Knight was playing ones for Kai a couple of years ago, wasn't he? Yeah, he went to Kai. He from Marupna. From Marupna. Yeah. Did, did he play in their Division 1 flag, Merv Knight? He, he played, At Marupna? Yeah, he played under Mark Ryan there. Um, yeah. He may well have, yes. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I think he did, yeah. He's, he's probably got as many jumpers, jackets as uh, Brian has. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he's Murchison. More he's, clubs than Jack Nicholas. That'd be right. Thanks <laughs> very much. <laughs> now you can all put in a word in for Division 2, but yep. I've got uh, Nagambi last at home to Shep Golf first and undefeated and moving confidently to Division 1 next season, whilst Nagambi are heading to Division 3. Golf will boast too much talent and experience for the Lakers who punch above their weight every match. Golf by 50 shots, 18 zip. Yeah, I agree. could get ugly. Yep. Yeah. East 6 play Park 5th in a crucial game for both. Park have dropped a few close ones and will need to win this to stay in finals contention. This is on Friday night, so if anyone wants to see a good game of 6.30, bowls, 6.30, 6:30 start, yeah. out at, on the lovely um, green out of East Shepherd and Undercover. Have they, at, na- have they named that green Undercover? Have they named it? Yeah. Like in honour of someone? In honour of someone? Could, Noel Dobson Dob- could be. Noel good. Dobson could be. Uh, good question. Or Ray, uh, Ray Henderson or Noel Dobson. I think yeah. Ray Henderson's got the nod somehow, I believe. But, um, they called the Henderson-Dobson green or something. Mm. Yeah. February 
in February they're having 50 years um, celebrations. Yep. So we'll find out then. I'd say that'd be the day they name it. Yep. Um, East of also, East also have to win to give them a finals hope. Um, a park by 14 shots, 14-4. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm confident Park can get over the line. Obviously, um, massive thank you to East Shepparton for accommodating Park in playing this game on Friday. So those who are travelling down to Warrnambool, I think there's three or four from our Division 2 side um, heading down to Warrnambool for State Champions Week. So really big thank you to East Shepparton for accommodating Park and playing the game earlier. Um, my old man, Greg Williamson, another opportunity to skip in Division 2. Um, played against Graham Myers in his first attempt just before Christmas. Peter crosses out again, so uh, Greg gets another opportunity to skip, and I'm tipping he'll have a big win on Friday and help get the Parkers over the line at 16-2. And yeah. I see, good uh, luck, Greg. Yeah, good on you. I see Andrew Morris has come in to, uh, into Pagey's ring. Yeah, so obviously he's um, playing cricket this year, but um, with the game being on Friday and Vince um, was missing his third, I think Kathy Dudley's out because she's heading down to Warnerwall a bit earlier. Um, so Andrew was available to play and he'll be a really handy inclusion. He played for um, Shep Park in their Division 2 final last year against Hilltop um, at East Shepparton's Carpet Green. So he'll be familiar with that and hopefully he's a big inclusion as well. Yeah. I think East can get the job done on the home carpet. Yeah, fair enough. Fair comment. Um, Tad Hilltop second. One with only one rink being successful last time they met Rushy seventh, mm-hmm. but they have become a contender and boast a host of former Division One players from Hilltop in Joe Masters, Paul Newman, Russell Locke. They will boast too much talent for a battling ruse outfit who rely on champion Skip Jean Sprague, who probably won't be there. Uh, Jean, Jean Sprague playing on Saturday. Um, he is. She won't be playing on Tuesday, though. She's yep. flying by a helicopter, probably, to <laughs> yeah. uh, Mornenville. Well, be right. uh, Olivia Cartwright's been named on Saturday as well for Tat Hilltop, so uh, in the ones, obviously. But, um, yep. yeah, so a few, and I think the Div 1 Shep Golf game is starting early as well, so that... It is, yeah, uh, 11 it's o'clock. down in Yaroa, so they'll just head off from there. Yeah, yep. Um, but, yeah, the Div 2 side for uh, Tat Hilltop's had another few changes. Uh, Merv Knight... And uh, one Jock Hicks is uh, skipping in yep. the twos. Okay, yeah. Oh, he's um, back. Yep. With uh, Ray Salwood skipping and Trevor Downey as well. Yep. Uh, Paul Newman's up in the ones. Okay, so and, that's interesting. Yep. And Tat Hill topped to win this by 30 shots, 16-2. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I think they'd be far too strong for Rushworth. Obviously, um, it'd be a bit hard to rush Jock Hicks in straight away in Division 1. That might upset the boat a little bit there, but... Um, you know, he'll get his eye back in, you'd say, in Division 2. Just um, And it'll be interesting to see what Lee Farrell's plans are for him in their Division 1 mix when he does get exposed to that that level, whether he plays as a skipper or a third. Um, but great to have him back in the Golden Valley and good luck on Saturday. Tad Hill, top for mine. I don't know. Uh, is Tyler... Is, uh, Tyler, is uh, Andrew Cross back... <laughs> He was in the in ones. The ones. Yeah. He came up, I think, for Paul Newman, who was unavailable. He's playing third to Jock. Oh, right. Yes. Yep. So in Division Two. Yeah. Handy, handy inclusion for their yeah. Div Two as well. Yeah. He bowled very well, Andrew Cross, last uh, game, Division One. But he's back in the twos. Yeah. Well, he was filling in for uh, uh, Newman. Yep. Fair enough. Uh, Maroop in the fourth play, Kai third in a critical clash, which could mean the winner achieving the all important double chance. Uh, and Maroopna led by their top skip, Max McKee, 
will just prevail over a Kai unit led by one of the best skips. Well, this guy's in the ones too now, Phil Denham. So uh, disregard that. I don't know who's taking Phil's place as a skip. Your, um, your teams are going all right, Brian. Uh, have we got Kai's side up? Marupna yeah, 14. I do have Kai's Div 2 side. Uh, Right here for you. Uh, what are you uh, asking about, Brian? Phil Denham. Who are Phil these Denham's skips? rink. You probably don't know his rink. Uh, well, Boswell, Horsler, Campbell and Greco. So I'd say Horsler's... Uh, Greco, Denham. I'd say. Interesting. So yeah. Greco's kind of... No, no Mary, Mary Greco. Mary's been skipped. No, no, no. It's, um, it could be... Who was the... Can you read him out again? Boswell. 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 Murray Boswell, yeah. Murray Boswell's the new skip there. Uh, Marupna 14 4 by six shots in a tight one. I'm going for Kai in this one. I think they've been a little bit more consistent throughout the year. I know that they um, they did go down by seven to Tat Hilltop before Christmas, but Tat is second on the ladder. Kai's been pretty good. Denham going up to the ones will hurt them a bit because he's usually pretty solid for them most weeks. Um, but, you know, they've still got. <laughs> Mary Greco's bowling reasonably well. Johnny Horsler's uh, pretty consistent in Division 2, so I think they'll have enough firepower and a, a bit too much depth um, for Marupna. Marupna for me, they keep winning when I tip them, so I'll keep tipping them. I think um, Desi Campbell mightn't be far off the game in the ones. Uh, legend Tom Gala and United footballer, uh, gun been, cricketer. He's been going very well in the twos there. I think uh, he mightn't be far off. Well, um, yeah, obviously Kybram's in the mix in Division 1 and Division 2, which shows mm. that, um, you know, their depth. depth, yeah. Division 1, mm. Kybram hosts Shep Park in a crucial match for both sides. With only six points separating the two, with Park second and Kai third in the ladder. Kai, Park have won one more game, and I believe this will be the difference in the final, but Kai will still play. Kyle still play finals. Kyle lost narrowly only by three shots last time at Park in a, a really good effort. And on the grass at home, should would have to start favourites, led by the inform Robbie George's rink. Uh, Paul Nichols will be eager to turn his rink's form around. He's got a completely new rink. He took uh, over from Paul Warren's. But it's Kai for me, 14-4 by 12 shots. Kai for me as well. Um They've had a few tweaks, but probably for the first time this season, they've, mm. they've moved the magnets. Um, Dan Gade's got uh, Keith Button, I believe it is, um, Hubble and then Boswood. Uh, Robbie George has got McInnes, Redrop, Greco. Fields has Beach, Daryl Gade um, as a second, and Robbie Ansett. And Schilling has Denham as his third with Beacon and King. I wonder whether Dane brought that up over Christmas Pud with his old man that he was no longer going to be his third. It's uh, <laughs> might be a little bit contentious, but um, you know, as you said, their, their, their rinks have been pretty stable for most of the, the, or pretty much all of the first half of the season, and that's probably reflective in their pretty solid start: three wins, three losses, and and the heat out. Um, Park was probably maybe a fraction lucky to sneak over the line in round one on the carpet. You know, it's always hard to judge the first round of the season. Um, it's probably no secret we, we haven't won a game on grass this year, Park, so it's going to be a big test for us. Um, their, their grass will be running pretty nice, I'd say, pretty quick, which um, sometimes catches us out a little bit. Certainly the results on grass against golf and tally would, would indicate that um, I'm confident that we can turn it around, and it's going to be a big game for both sides' finals ramifications. But I think we can get over the line fourteen four. Dave, 
Yeah, I uh, I, I give us a chance. I You've gone for a, Park, have you? Any uh, tips? No, I went for Hill uh, for, for Kai, <laughs> uh, just to uh, uh, lead them on. You know, um, I did it last week and went for Hilltop. Reverse and, psychology. And reverse psychology. But you uh, like to give them something to talk about. I don't like, you think? yeah, I like to give them something to talk about. But uh, they're a good side, Kai, and uh, um, Schilling in particular, and Robbie George is the most underrated bowler in the comp. Uh, I don't know if he's lost too many games this year as skipper. One game. Um, Robbie is sitting, under, he's under sitting behind the uh, golf boys, I think, on the skip ladder. When we played him in the first round, uh, we had Dane Gade, and Dane Gade was too busy running up and down the rink looking, I've got to hold the team up. We're only one shot down overall. And he was, he was, and he had his boxing boots on, like, uh, and he was running up and down. It was, it was, Good on his part because he was trying to get that final shot to pull him over the line. But that was against us and uh, he went down by about 15, I think. Careful, Dave, because uh, Dane actually listens to the show, so uh, I'm, I'm sure you'll, he'll, <laughs> you'll gonna, hear about that on Saturday. I was, I'm trying to organise a date for him to come on the show, so I hope he's, he still will after that. But uh, He bowled very well. Okay. He bowled very, very well. Well, he certainly brought that probably more metropolitan style of bowls um, with him to, to the whole Kyabra mix. You know, it's a bit more of an aggressive game, playing through the head and, as you said, sort of following bowls up and down the green, which is, um, you know, sometimes that change can sort of inject a bit of enthusiasm and some new ideas into the club. And yeah, with, with Fields the, the year before as well mm. coming up. So Yep. And and uh, was like... Brad Orr. Brad Orr did the same in the grand final against us. He, he held up that rink with Cole Power yep. against, uh, against Lee Clark. Um, and he, Dane did, uh, did that uh, and he, he was worried about the team event. He, he yep. wanted to catch numbers yep. and we were the last two rinks on. Yeah, and certainly, like, um, that overall picture is such a massive thing. Like, um, you mentioned sort of Paul Nichols and, and I'm playing third in that rink, um, hands up. But, um, you know, we didn't have a great day against Peter Lesur against Tad Hilltop, and we lost by 14 shots. But at one stage, that was sort of 20-odd, um, and we were able to nick a couple of ends late. Mm. And then, um, obviously, Josh Warren really pulled away from, from Gary Russell, and it sort of turn the whole overall picture around. Um, so, you know, even though, like I'd say, Dane's win-loss record from memory isn't too flash as a skipper this year, but um, he obviously has that mindset that even though he's not winning, yeah. he can still shape the overall contest, and that's a big thing. And, you know, particularly when we spoke to Dorsey last time, Brian, um, before Christmas, and we spoke about the grand final last year, and even though he was a mile down and he ended up losing his rink by one, the influence he had on the overall contest basically turned the grand final around. So, um, you know, sometimes the overall's you know, more important than whether you're winning and losing yourself as a skipper. Well, that's yeah, what no, all he good did. Good point. Yeah. Tally, a third at home, faced their tormentor from the first round in Tad Hilltop who are fifth, and they'll be keen to erase a 32-shot loss um, with a whitewash. And since that debacle, they have demonstrated that, there are, that they are finals bound, even though they had another hiccup against the red-hot golf last round. Tad Hilltop have chopped and changed their team recently, and this may have had an adverse effect on their form. Tally led by Mitch Sidebottom's rink will just have enough firepower to get across the line by 10 shots 
14-4, despite an informed Denzel Cartwright's rink best efforts. couple more changes this week, Brian. Yeah, uh, go, go. Can you go through their rinks? Yeah, yeah Dave Townsend's in. Mm. Um, he's leading for the three Cartwrights, David, Olivia and Josh. Um, Gary Russell, Lee Farrell, Jeff McNaughton, Justin Spedding. Gee, that's a strong rink. Yeah. Jeez. Where's Justin Spedding playing? Lead. Lead. Lead for Gary Russell. Uh, Peter Lesur is skipping in one of the other rinks with Jason Carter, Ross Coulston and Johnny Atwood leading. And Brendan Boyd, Nick Boyd, Paul Newman, Timmy Nile. The other rink. Yeah, look, um, obviously Lee sort of, yeah, as, as I spoke to him after our game before Christmas and he's, um, he's, you know, he's got his players in mind that he's going to go go with for the rest of the year, um, barring unavailabilities and that. Jock Hicks will be another one in that mix, obviously. Russell Locke and Tinning pending availability. Um, I, I thought just he gave me a small indication. I thought he would pull the trigger with Josh uh, Cartwright is a third to his dad and obviously given the success that they've had in state events which we might touch on a, a little bit later um, yeah they've obviously got that really good rapport going um, I, I, th- I think they'll actually beat Tally this is my, my little query with Tally at the moment is um, I, I think we know what what they've got and what they are there's not really anyone from their division three that's going to make them better at this point they're missing Rod still and uh, Russell Orchard this week. They have made a little bit of a tinker. Um, Joey Lee has gone over to third for Mitch Sidebottom and Scott Adams has gone the other way to play third for Brett Gunning. So they're trying to tinker with combinations. Um, Matty Robertson's rink, he's still got um, Mick Hanna as his third, Kyle Pugh as his lead. So we, we, I feel we kind of know what, what they've got and what there are and I, I'm not quite sure they need to go to another level to show that you know they can match it with the Hilltops and the and the Gulfs. Um, and I think you know Tat's still got a little bit more improvement and that's why I think that they might get over the line in this game. Tally um, really wanted to make their home deck a fortress um, and it was up until the little blip before Christmas against Shep Golf and I think uh, Tat Hilltop will get the season sweep against them 14-4 at Tally. Do you think Tally could be... um Do you think they need to experiment a little bit maybe with their combinations? I suppose you look at Shep Golf and... You wouldn't say that Chef Golf's four best bowlers are there are there four skips every week. Um, you know, no. you've got Johnny Stokes and Cole Power not skipping. Do you think they they need to throw something around and, and play a, a Matt Robertson under a Brett Gunning, you know, oh. and, and something like that, and um, you know, maybe give Scotty Adams a, a chance as a skip or Joey Lee a back skipping? It's it's a good point and it's a it's a it's a valid question to raise. I just think going into the year and we sp- we've spoken about it before. We knew that their skips and thirds would be as good as anyone's in the competition and. I don't think, you know, we're we're arguing that, but um, it's probably their leads and seconds um, that they probably need a little bit more out of, uh, whether they flick those combinations around, they move blokes in rinks. But looking, you know, their next side's Division 3, so it's a very, very big step up to expect someone to come up from Division 3 to Division 1 and play a better role than the blokes that they've got in there at the moment. Um, So I think that's probably where they're just a little bit hamstrung at the moment and whether they can really start to hit their straps and because that's they're going to go as far as the leads and seconds take them because you know what Ryan's going to produce and you know what Mitch Sidebottom's capable of and Brett Gunning at the top end. And Robbo. Yeah, it's the bottom It's the yeah. bottom two or the, the lead and the second in each ring that's really going to take them to that next step, I think. I'm a bit like Tyler. Uh, uh, I'd like to see him with a strong one, strong rink. Uh, when Matty Flapper played, Noor came over to Ferguson 
and Ferguson played third. Matt Matt uh, Neville Manton played second, and John Stokes led. led. Yeah. That was a strong rink, and that would beat anybody. We copped them, and and it, yeah, that would you know. And if how often do you see three sides lose and one rink get up major to win the points? Yeah, that's right. I think. Um, but it, I think they'd be a bit worried if they did stack one or two rinks. It might leave the other two a little bit vulnerable. Oh, yeah. And obviously, you know, they, they're probably looking at having to win four of the last seven to, to get home. Yeah. And um, and they'll be hoping that starts this weekend. Yeah. Well, I personally believe they, they leave their four skips there as they are because the ones that come up haven't got anywhere near the same ability. Mm. That's why they're playing third. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I and think I think Joey Lear and, and uh, Joey Scott Adams skip. can could certainly skip. Oh uh, well, I bl- then well, well Joey skipped a lot of yeah. RSL and and yeah, and tally before they, they all got, got there. They got four top skips, so why change them? No, and put them. You're only going to upset the apple cart. I've seen it happen at other clubs, and yeah, and I you, believe. And, yeah, the front halves, they've got to work on I agree with Ashley. And, and, and you look at um, who they had skipping in Division 3 last time. Well, they lost 17-1 to Tad Hilltop. They had Glenn Pasty, who's a leader when he plays Division 1, Greg Rowan, Peter Emanuele, and Terry Lee White. Um, you know, they're probably leads or seconds if they earn promotion to Division 1. So I think that's where they're... And are they going to be better than the guys that they've got playing lead or second now? That's the that's the thing they're probably tossing around with at the moment. Guy Madigan's a pundi, so yeah, yeah. yep, Tyson Mamet and that yeah. sort of thing. So it's probably the leads and seconds they need to, that that lift from. Yeah, and uh, Russell Orchard's been leading. I mean, it, I mean he's a fine. Yeah, I yeah. believe they've got the players. They've just got to. Yeah, so so Mark Ryan, Mark Ryan's got Brian Hogg playing third to him with with Rod Still out this week. So um, you know he's another potential one that if um, when Stilly comes back, he probably slots back in as Rhino's third. Do you push Hogg over to maybe third to Robbo? I know he, he's had a bit of experience playing mm. with Robbo over at Benalla, so there's a potential option there. But um, yeah, I think Tad Hilltop for mine has just got a little bit more to offer, Dave. I've gone for uh, Tally, but uh, I don't know what's wrong with me head. We all went for Hilltop in the first uh, Tally in the uh, first game, and uh, we all proved wrong. Uh, was the depth that they've got coming now, Hexie and and all these out? You know, they're going to be strong side. Mm-hmm. Tally for me this week, but uh, yeah, like you said there, Dave, um, with Locke, Tinning, Hicks, just you know, three yeah. off the top of the head, not playing in that Div One side this week. It's uh it's certainly going to get stronger and stronger. Yes. Uh, okay. We've uh, moved on. We've got three for Telly, one for yep. for Hilltop. Yaroa hosts the Mean Machine, Shep Golf, and this only looks like another heavy defeat for the Eels, who are undermanned but never give up the fight against their more talented opposition every week. Brad Orr is six out of six, the top skip in the division. And will lead his troops to an 18 a zip win by 44 shots. Although Handy Houston's rink for Yarrow will be a formidable opponent. And uh, good luck to Mark Stevens, mate. I, if you get within 10 or 12 shots, you'll be you've done your job for mine against whoever you play against. Did you uh, dub them the Eels, Brian? Or yes. They're the, they're the magpies, mate. Come on. No, nah, that's football. This is bowls. No, no, still one town, magpies. one nickname. Still, one town, one nickname. Guy Abram, I christened him the power, and that name stuck for 
about 12 years until Dane Gay came in still and changed the, the uniform. They're still known as the Bomber. Yeah, Bomber's bom- 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 in the town. Greg yeah. Schilling's known as Bomber, isn't he? Yeah, Bomber. Yeah. Jura, the Bulldogs yeah. across the board. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think Shep Golf will be too strong here. Uh, you know, as you said, good luck to Mark Stevens. It's always – you always remember your first game skipping, you know, no matter what grade it's in, but obviously Division One's a big – Big achievement for him, so good luck to whoever with whoever he draws. But yeah, I think golf will continue on their merry way. Um, just they got their mix pretty happy with it, I think, at the moment, and they'll just keep uh, cruising on nicely towards finals. Yeah, I'd like to congratulate Mark on his skipping role and all the best for t- uh, Saturday. But um, Shep Golf, yeah, golf for me. Uh, even though the boys will probably have one eye towards. Uh, Heading down to State Champs Week, uh, I think it'll be uh, a pretty comfortable win for golf. Very good. Um, the last match, East 6th at home, will be anxious to reverse Round 1's loss to the Nemesis Stanhope 7th, which I believe will cost them a finals position. Both teams can still play finals, but a loss here will kill one team's aspiration. That's how uh, costly the loss will be. Brett Briner's rink has been their strong suit, while Shane Walsh's rink has been formidable all season, losing only once. He's had a draw, four and a half. East Carpet will beat a tallying factor in a 16-2 result by 24 shots. Yeah, I think East will be a little bit strong. Uh, they'll reverse the result from round one. Stanhope's got a bit of change going on. Um, obviously, Dave Townsend is, has left mid-season. He's now playing for Tatura Hilltop. Hayden Crilly is um, out of Division 1, now skipping in Division 3. So um, a little bit of adjustment there. Uh, as you mentioned, Shane Walsh has been in really good form. Um, Tim Hancock, I think, is playing third now. He's not skipping for Stanhope. So they're, you know, they're giving players an opportunity in other positions. One I'd like to see possibly... Um, given a chance to skip maybe later on in the year is young Ben Fletcher. He, he made the final of the, the Golden Valley State Triple, skipping Tim Hancock and Dave Townsend on the weekend. So um, that was a great effort by him. And, you know, he's obviously one with a bit of potential going forward in the future. Um, and, you know, just watching him in the state triples, he certainly looked like he had all the ability and shots, shot making to, to have a bit of potential as a skipper. So, um, you know, maybe if Stanhope is um, a little bit out of finals contention or maybe to give him a spark to push into the top four, um, Benny Fletcher might be one that they could consider uh, skipping in Division 1. Um, so, yeah, but I think East Shepard and Brent Reiner, Jeff Beattie, uh, I think they'll be too good at home. 16-2. Yeah, certainly, I agree with that. Um, it's always I'm always an advocate for for allowing the uh, the young bowlers to to have a crack, uh, even if you know general consensus says they might not be quite ready. Um, I always remember playing third in uh, my first season for a game when there was a few outs at Wood End, and it was one of the best experiences because you know everyone was obviously right around you and um, you know really supporting you. So uh, not that I bowled well, but uh, <laughs> the uh, yeah, I, I think that's a good idea. But uh, yeah, I think East will get this done. Um, they're just sort of starting to awaken from the slumber, I think, a little bit and uh, could make a good charge towards the end of the season. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you. And all the best to young Ben. He's got, he's got a big future, Ben Fletcher. Um, and Walsy, I, I 
like Walsey. I get them well with Walsey, and uh, I think East at home on the carpet will be on their on their home ground will be too good. Do you think East has awoken a bit too late to make the four? Uh, maybe a touch, but it depends. I mean, we've all everyone's played each other once, so mm. I mean, all you've got to do is reverse your losses, yep. um, and and hold your ground, and you know it, it can change pretty quickly with with how tight it is. They are a touch back in terms of um, you know they dropped a few points to Euroa and yep. um, a couple to Stanhope, and um, but you know the, the way the season is, all all they need to go in is a run of maybe three wins in a row, and, yep. and suddenly they're sitting third. Um, so. I, and Brent Brent Reiner understands that. Last time I spoke to him, just after, uh, just just before Christmas, he said, obviously it's been pretty below par from what they expected um, to start the season. But um, you know, there's always you know there's half a season left, so still plenty of water to go under the bridge. Yeah, and on that, uh, congratulations to Shane McIntosh on his first win in Division One. He's gone close when he's filled in a few times previous seasons. Never gets, always gets within half a dozen shots or whatever, but he's finally on the board um, filling in for Ash Lawler. So well done, Shane, and you did it against a, a formidable opponent too. Glenn, Glenn Fields, good scout. Yeah, at Coab, of Coabram, yep. And um, just while we're on the, the GV State Triples, obviously was played at Shepparton Park last weekend. Uh, congratulations to David Cartwright, his son Josh Cartwright, and the coach Lee Farrell from Tatura Hilltop beating Ben Fletcher's trio of Tim Hancock and Dave Townsend in the final. So um, they, they, they tell me um, that, the, that David got a wheelbarrow for Christmas, as did Mark Thorne, to um, to fit all their trophies in yeah, at well, presentation yeah. night this this season. Well, if you're not a uh, Cartwright or a Thorne, you're probably no chance in the uh, in the state events at the moment. Nah. Um, <laughs> uh, Marg's obviously I had a chat to Marg before Christmas and... Um, I didn't realise she'd only been bowling for seven years. Um, it's yep. a great effort from her. Um, she's won everything pretty much, uh, along with the, the rest of the Parkers in um, in the women's side, apart from obviously Olivia Cartwright's wins. And uh, the in the the men's side, um, Dave's obviously going very well with um, with Josh, and and obviously won with Olivia in the mixed pairs as well. So yeah, um, it's been you know it might be uh, not many tickets to presentation night this year because there's only a couple uh, accepting the awards save a bit of coin Brian yep. and uh, Tyler there's another young one down there in the sixes he's very good too yeah, yeah. Jacob be skipping again this week in the sixes with his uh, mum Naomi third uh, so he um, I certainly think he'll come along pretty quickly and he's got three years to beat his uh, siblings efforts of, of winning a title at 14 so well they're uh, the most renowned uh, Cartwright since Bonanza Yes. With um, Ben and Hoss and yes. Adam and Little, little Joe. <laughs> I mean, they've really hit the scene. When young Little Joe Jacob gets up there, well, we'll have the full contingent, won't we, really? Well, uh, yeah, Lee, Lee might get the flick from the triple side and uh, it'll be just David, Josh and, and Jacob playing in the in the GV events. Fantastic. Look at, look out in the, uh, fantastic effort and um, I've invited the clan to come on here one day. We might have to... Get a few, Get a more, few marks, more chairs, mate. We'll do it. Do it before school goes back. The um, uh, obviously we'll, we'll touch on it a bit more next week. But um, good luck to everyone down at State Champions Week, including uh, there's a few under 18s as well um, tackling uh, some games next week. I, I saw, but um, once they all kick off next week, we'll, we'll delve into it. A Will bit you more. be um, flying down by helicopter, Tyler? Uh, no, I, I won't be. I'll, I'll be. Uh, you got a plane going down? <laughs> I'll be up here and. Uh, Certainly keeping uh, you in check in the studio, Brian, so you can speak into your mic. But um, we'll, Is there uh, any live 
streaming? Start streaming or anything of the events? Do you I'm know? not too sure, but I'm sure I will be sure by next week. Certainly, though, it's a great achievement to represent not only your club but the Golden Valley region um, on that sort of stage. And there's been a couple of false starts, obviously, with, with COVID. The event was originally meant to be played here in Shepparton, um, which is disappointing that we won't get to showcase our facilities uh, with such a big event. Um, but good luck to everyone heading down there from the Golden Valley, and we wish you all the best, and hopefully we've got some great news to report on next week in terms of um, how everyone's gone. Yeah, I'd like to reiterate that, Ash. I think everyone who's, who's representing the Golden Valley will, um, you know, make it put in their best effort, and I believe, well, let's hope we can get one winner anyway. I mean, it'd be a bit much to expect more than one, I suppose, with the amount of talent that's um, on showdown there. Never know, Brian. You yeah, don't know. undersell it, Brian. No, you never or, know. Well, for sh- there's, if there's one thing for certain, I think the Goulburn Valley punch is above its weight in terms of, um, you know, being a country region um, on those in these big sorts of events. You know, Shepparton Golf won the state pennant title a couple of years ago and we've had state champions in past, um, so we really punch above our weight compared to the, some of the metro region regions and the talent that's on display there. And Matty Flapper kept his record intact when he Successfully, they beat uh, Strathfield, say, in Division 2, uh, coached by Mark Smith. It does uh, before the bowls in Bendigo. They won 18 zip, pretty come by about 40-odd shots. and uh, They're looking like earning promotion, I think, Strathfield. So Flappers, two out of two <laughs> as a marquee player. So well done, Matty. Certainly. Well, uh, thanks for joining us on the uh, the first show of 2021. Uh, Brian, Ash and Dave, it was, uh, it was good to see you all. Great to be back. Yeah, great to be back. Uh, Good bowling to everyone. Thanks for having us. And remember, keep the bowl on the right bias. After the Jack is brought to you by the Shepparton Bowl Shop. For all your lawn bowling needs, visit Lee and Chantel Wakenshaw at 101 Friar Street, Shepparton, or phone 5821 1556. That was After the Jack, a McPherson Media Group production.